You're listening to Mom After Hours. I'm Brandi Wyatrack. And I'm Emily Broderick. Today, we're talking about the push and pull of motherhood, especially the times when you resent the responsibilities of your role as a mom and then feel overwhelming guilt for it. Hey, Brandy, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I am feeling pumped up for this episode. I feel like there's a lot to talk about, and I'm really interested in hearing more about your story. How are you today? How was your Friday? This is the day where the kids are at home, or what's going on? Um, no, actually, um, I'm doing pretty good. I'm sort of in um, a little bit, to be honest, of emotional turmoil. Um but that sounds extreme. Not really turmoil. Today was the last day um, of a kind of daycare, childcare situation that we had going on. Um, and we wrapped that up. And my oldest daughter, who is three, has been there since she was 12 weeks old when I went back to work. And so um, it's a little more complicated than that. But we just... We wrapped up with um, this childcare provider today, and it was really sad because they've been a part of our life, and especially my daughter's life, my older daughter, and now my younger daughter, um, for a while. And it was time because we moved further away, but I was still kind of sad Aww. to. It was the end, the end of an era, um, and, and they were great for us. So, but I'm doing better. You know, had some coffee, got a little workout in, and um, doing good, good. for you. Rub, rub off that um, workout juju because I kind of need to get back into that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it actually kind of relates to our topic today because um, today we're talking about um, how we love our kids. Um, but sometimes we wish we had our own life back. And we're going to talk a little bit about self-care um, and the mom guilt we can feel when we need time for ourselves. Um, and so, for example, this morning, I dropped my kids off to daycare um, and I went and got a workout in because I was struggling after we're recording this right after the holidays. Um, it's been a little bit of a wacky week um, and I really needed that time to work out um, to make myself feel better. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about that today because the mob guilt can be real. Um, and I know that, Brandy, we've both suffered from it, um, probably sure. at varying degrees too, right? Because we both have kids that are either toddlers. Um, Brandy's daughter, Violet, is two. And my daughter, Rowan, is three. And my little one is 10 months old. So we're out of those very infant newborn weeds, um, mm -hmm. where you can really, really feel guilty when you want some time for yourself. Um, but we still feel it today. And so we're going to talk a little bit about, um, about that, about some of the emotions that we felt, um, how we have dealt with it and are still dealing with it and, and what we're trying to do now. So in the early years, felt guilt all the time because I feel like there's mom's are like the only ones that feel like they truly understand their baby or their, their kids. Like, so if your kid's crying, mom always knows what they want. If, if dad comes in, my mother-in-law, whatever, it takes a while for them to get that stuff figured out. So, I mean, and it's fine that babies cried out occasionally and whatever, but I, I was always nervous about leaving my kids with other people. So the, and then I would get 
guilty if I wanted that time to myself. You know, like I craved adult time so bad, but then when I actually got it, I was thinking about my kids constantly wishing that I was home instead of out with right. my friends. Right. Well, I think you also think you're supposed to want to be with your kids all the time, like especially when you're a new mom, right? I mean, they're relying on you for a lot of things, you know, taking care of them, um, you know, feeding them, especially if you're breastfeeding. And so like there are some very like physical needs there, but then we can also feel like we are supposed to want that all the time, right? To like be yeah. with them 24 seven. Um, and that's where I really feel like that where some of the push and pull happens too. So why don't yeah, you tell me a little bit about your mom journey? Like how did you guys decide to have kids and Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think this is is pretty important because I think, you know, understanding background a little bit can kind of help um help understand like how you react afterwards about, you know, taking care of yourself and things like that. So when I um when I got pregnant with my first daughter, I was thirty two. I think I 31. I just turned 32. Um, and I had known that I'd always wanted to be a mom. Um, I was married for probably about six months. I, I was working in a company. Um, I was working remotely at the time and I knew I was going to be returning back to work as well after I had my daughter. Um, so I think I was already psychologically prepping myself that. I was going to be home with her for my maternity leave and that I'd be going back to work. Um, and so I didn't necessarily have a lot of tension around being away from her, though the transition was very hard. But I think sometimes when you're returning back to work, you're kind of forced into a situation of having more boundaries, um, which... I think helped me a little bit in, in terms of being able to um to carve out time for myself um and and to just make that time. I mean, I think it was still hard for me. Like I still definitely felt challenged um of managing the guilt of wanting time for myself and being a mom. Um because my kids are in childcare, um almost full time. That will be four days a week. I did feel like when they were home with me, I was supposed to want to be with them all the time. This is probably one of my biggest challenges that honestly, I still suffer from today yeah. um, is that when they're home with me and they're not in childcare, I'm like, I should be with them all day long because I send them away, you know, these yeah. other days, even though I'm working. And so I'm really working on um, uh, trying to carve out time for myself um, when they're home on the weekend. Um, and that's really one of my biggest challenges around that. No, that makes sense. No, I could, I probably feel the same because it's like, if you're working all day, you're having to put them in childcare so that you could work. And then you get out of work and you're like, okay, I need some time to myself. But then you haven't seen your kids all day. So then you feel right. guilty that you want that time to yourself because obviously your kids want to spend time with mom too. And they want to play yeah. with mama because they haven't seen her all day or play with dad. Um, but no, I, yeah. I totally get that. And that's, yeah, that's hard. It is hard. Um, but that's what we're going to talk about, right? We're going we're gonna to talk about some ways that, that we've kind of at least tackled um, tackled this ourselves and maybe seen ways that other people tackled it 
Um, but Brandy, how about you give us a little bit of a background? Cause your journey is different than mine, um, about yeah. your, your motherhood journey. Yes. Um, so I'm part of a blended family. Um, just to give you a little bit of context. So my husband has a son from a previous marriage, Christopher. Uh, he's almost 15 years old and he used to live with us full time. But once he started high school, our schedule changed and now it's every other week. Um, so he's an amazing big brother. He's an awesome son. He's super smart. He's athletic and sweet. And I really got lucky with having him as a bonus son. We're very close. Um, so about, let's see, after my husband and I were together for about a couple of years, I got pregnant. So we weren't married um, and we weren't planning to have children. I was content with my bonus son. I was like, yeah, okay. You know, if I have kids, I have kids. If I don't, I don't. But I was I was fine with if, you know, I just had Christopher. Um, but we, you know, decided to embark on an adventure and we have a two-year-old daughter together. And my daughter, Violet, um, so yeah, she's two. She's with me probably 99% of the time. So even when I am working um, and I work from home part-time doing consulting work, um, she is with me. So she's always at my feet or she's sitting on my lap. And, and unless I have a conference call or something that requires, you know, heavy brain action or whatever, my mother-in-law will typically come over and she'll pick up my daughter for a few hours. Um, but I am her primary caretaker. And although I work at home part-time, I identify more as a stay-at-home mom because my work is mm. it's it's year-round but it's more seasonal with how busy it is. So normally spring and summer I'm really really busy or early fall I'm busy, but during the winter months it slows down and I don't have a whole lot of work going on. So there's days where I'm not doing any work at all and I'm basically just, you know, Violet's entertainer. <laughs> um, but <laughs> that's yeah. work. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I it's oh my gosh, it's so funny how much my perception has changed of motherhood, you know, since becoming a mom, because you think it's all fun and games and everything. And then like being at home with a kid all day, and let alone two or three kids, like I, I have friends, you know, they've got, you know, three, four, flipping kids. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know how you do it. And they're stay at home moms. And some of them even do the homeschooling right. thing. And I'm like, man, I only have one at home. I mean, cause you know, Chris is at school all day. I'm like I only have one and it's hard. Um, but before I had Violet, you know, I mentioned a second ago, I wasn't sure if having children were in the cards for me. So, you know, I was, I feel like I was forced to grow up really quick as a child. i had a dysfunctional childhood. And for the most part, I think that I was able to draw the positives from the negatives and I was able to grow from it. But I feel like because my childhood was kind of crazy and unstable and I felt like I kind of had to be the mom at a young age, it definitely mm. affected my desire to want to have kids. Um, mm. And I always thought that you know, if I became a mom, it's going to be loud and it's going to be constant chaos. And then it meant that I was going to be broke and tired and stressed out. And it's motherhood is definitely those things, but it's definitely tiring and loud. We know that. Um, but it's much, <laughs> much more joyful than I, than I ever thought possible. And I feel like I'm the happiest that I've ever been. Um, but that first year after my daughter was born, that was really hard. And I was always feeling yeah. guilty. And, um, I was, so once you once you had Violet, um, 
was it hard for you to take time for yourself or, you know, kind of how did you, especially being a stay at home mom or primarily identifying as a stay at home mom, especially for that beginning part? Like, how did you take care of yourself when you felt that guilt? Or like you said, you take care of her 99% of the time. What was that like for you? So the first, I would say the first six or seven months, it was just a complete fog. I mean, cause I was, I was breastfeeding. So, and she was like on the boob nonstop. So I literally wasn't getting any <laughs> sleep and we would sleep on the couch. So like for the first six, seven months, I was sleeping in a recliner chair with her just laying on me because she was every hour and a half, two hours, she was nursing. So I feel like I desperately craved the adult time and I wanted time for mm-hmm. myself. But at the same time, I felt I was just exhausted. But then I also wanted to hang out with my girlfriends. So to me, I felt torn because I wanted it. But when I was presented with the opportunity to go out with friends or if my husband's like, oh, hey, I saw so-and-so tagged you on this thing in Facebook and she wants you to go with her to the show. She's like, you should go out and do something. You know, my mom or I can, you know, watch Violet. And this is the time, you know, where she's still eating every two hours. And I, she was eating so much that I couldn't stockpile milk or anything like that. And I was fine with her taking formula. Yeah. So it's like when she was with grandma, sometimes grandma would give her formula if I didn't have, you know, any milk or whatever. But Mm -hmm. I felt like I couldn't, I don't know. I just felt bad about leaving her because I'm like, if this isn't about me right now, you've had your whole life to be about yourself and be selfish and do all those things for yourself. I'm like, you have a baby now and this baby is relying on you and mama knows best. Why do you need to go right. out with your friends? You've gone out with your friends enough. So I would right. really, really want it, but I was too nervous and afraid to leave her with anyone, even her dad, you know, and he had a kid. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that so funny that we think like we're supposed to like totally like flip the switch and change when we become moms. And that's what I feel like is it's almost like the crux of what we're talking about because it's not even when you get pregnant, right? Because when you get pregnant, you know, you still have your own life for the most part. Like, yes, you are, you know, obviously carrying a baby and, and you're doing so many things to to nurture that pregnancy. But, you know, you can still, at least with the first one, once you already have a kid, like every other pregnancy, you don't have your own life yeah, <laughs> anymore because, because you have another kid. But like with the first one, you're still, you know, Going out with people, you know, being able to sleep a little bit more unless you had pregnancy insomnia like I did. Um, And so you have that and then you have the baby and it's like, oh, like it just seems like a switch flips like physically and in our mind, probably mostly. And we're like, nope, now I'm supposed to be this, you know, person who is like devoting all of my time, you know, to this being like it is on me to like raise this Mm -hmm person and, and that's how it really knows from... that it's on you it's not it on does, the dad it it's not on the tribe or the family or whatever it's on you to make sure right. that your child is developing properly and she's learning her words and she's eating the right foods it's like they don't put that on the dad they put it on the mom <laughs> and i mean no and that's too, the but... yeah it's the culture right because there's this definite ideal mom expectation out there of like the ideal mom is the one that takes care of everything with the baby and is with the baby at all times and is the one providing the care. And it wasn't always like that, right? Mm -hmm. There, you know, there's other groups across the world that are living more, 
you know, as we did, you know, probably hundreds of years ago now, but like where there are other adults helping nurture the baby, Mm -hmm. right? And so just because our culture sets those expectations for us now doesn't mean we have, doesn't mean that we don't have those same like primal needs Mm -hmm. of taking care of ourselves. Um, and I think that we probably both realize now that for your mental health, <laughs> yes. the health of your family, it's really important for mom to get some time. Um, and, and we've both gone through that. So maybe we should talk a little bit about why it's so important that we make time for ourselves as moms. Um, if you don't want to be a crazy wife, <laughs> if you don't want to be like a crazy mom, I feel like you need to have time to yourself. And I feel like we've always needed that. All women need time to themselves. And yes, moms even more so need times to themselves because it's it's always about your children and it's always about your husband and your family. And we're we're the ringleaders. We're the ones that keep it all together. And when you've got so much on your plate and you only have so many hours in the day, it's like you're you're going to break if you don't take time for yourself. And I feel like yeah. nowadays, you know, self-care is such a big buzzword. And to me, it's just a matter of taking care of yourself. Self-care is taking right. care of yourself emotionally, mentally, physically. It's about making yourself a priority. And it's like you can your kids and your family could still be a priority, but you need to be up there on the top of the platform too. It's, you know, and I feel like we always as moms put ourselves second and, and then you get the guilt because you're like, well, I had those years before I had kids where I got to do all those things for myself. And this is my, this is the time to focus on my children. You're going to get burnt out real quick if you don't take time for yourself. And I feel like when we listen to what we need throughout the day, and we make time for ourselves, it's way easier to manage your work deadlines, those fluctuations in your mood, your anxiety about getting everything done. And taking care of yourself and you know, the self-care, it's not just about bubble baths and eating a you know, carton of Ben and Jerry's and whatever. It's really taking that time to develop a better relationship with yourself. And it doesn't have to be fancy, luxurious, time-consuming, going to the massage parlor or anything like that. It could be as simple as, you know, going in your room and reading a book or going on a walk in nature, you know, whatever it is that where you feel more connected. Like when I'm outdoors, I feel like the weight of the world is lifted off my shoulders because you put everything into perspective when you see these big grand trees and you see like the hustle and bustle of life and you just see that how big life is and how everything else around you is much more bigger and grander than these little issues that you might be worrying about. I feel like I feel so much better when I go outdoors and when I make time. Yeah, I'm right. I'm right there with you. I think that's such a good point that you made that. Self-care is such a buzzword. I I heard someone say it's like, you know, the word of like it, whether it was 2018 or 2019, I'm not sure, but like everything is, you know, is self-care and self-care isn't like you said, just like massages and acupuncture and facials. And I I feel like there's also that gendering of self-care. Like it's just like some woman like going and (laughs) indulging herself. Yeah. But self-care is really knowing what you need. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm totally there with you. Like I'm an introverted person. And so sometimes for me, self-care is just taking my dog for a walk 
by myself. Like it's not, you know, going and getting microderm abrasion or whatever it is. I don't even know <laughs> my, the names micro-brasion. for those things. No, like, no microderm yeah, abrasion. Exactly. Yeah, that's what it is. It, it shows my skincare knowledge and routine <laughs> um, right now, which is like just washing my face. But it is really knowing like what energizes you and what fuels you. And it can be something as simple, like you said, as like going out in nature. And and I know we, we have some ideas of things that work for us and things get, that could possibly work for other so people. What, but what does it I just do wanted for you? to come back. Like when you go outside, when point. you actually have the chance to work out and when you have the chance to, you know, go walk around in nature or listen to the podcast in the morning, like what, what does that do for you and your family and your marriage? Yeah. I mean, really only positive things. Like my husband knows me enough now that he's like, you need to like, go work out somewhere. Like go do something. <laughs> go work out. <laughs> I mean, I think it's that. He, got it. he has to be careful though. Really... Cause some women, you are like, Hey babe, go work out. I'd be like, Frick you, man. No, you go work out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Well, he knows me enough that I'm the one that needs like that that is my release. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not as important to him. So, you know, I, that is the benefit of, of being with someone for a long time. You get to know, you know, each other's like quirks. Yeah. Um, but for me, I mean, practicing self-care really is like, it kind of reminds me of that adage of like, put your own oxygen mask on first, mm-hmm. you know, before assisting the other passengers that when I'm taking care of myself, I have so much more patience for my family when I'm not taking care of myself. Like this past week was a great example. We had a holiday week. My husband had the flu. Like a lot of it was on me. I wasn't able to really exercise. I wasn't eating great. I wasn't taking, you know, even able to kind of step away because my husband was sick in the house. So even if we were all in the house, like I was still on duty. And if anyone has a a 10 month old, you know, like you can not really (laughs) leave them alone. The three-year-olds would be fine. But like, I could feel, I mean, my patience just is the first thing to break and my frustration just gets so much more intense. Like I just physically don't feel good when I'm taking care of myself. Mm So For me, the things that I tend to do to take care of myself is like, I get up a little bit earlier before the house gets up, you know, so I can have a cup of coffee. Sometimes I try to meditate or get a little bit of work done. Like just that time and peace and clarity for me is so important. Um, And then for me, the other primary thing really is exercise. I mean, if you listen to this podcast, you're you're, you're probably going to hear that a lot, but I've always been... uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I'm hoping hoping to make a change in the new year, like the the millions of other people. (laughs) Hopefully I'll I'll rub off on you. I hope so, girl. Um, A little bit, but it's more for me, honestly, it's more for my mental health and my physical Mm -hmm. health. Like physical health is definitely a great side effect, but I've always needed like physical movement to work things out of my head. I think it's because I'm someone who's in my head a lot. Mm -hmm. And especially when I had little babies, I mean, my daughters were born in December and February. So I had, I live in the Northeast. I had almost winter or winter babies. And I would like, 
wrap them up and still go out for walks. And I think people were like, who is that person bringing out like, you know, a four week old baby, but they were warm. Yeah. Like I had them in a jacket, like in a carrier or whatever, but it was so important for yeah. me even then to, to get outside. So you can't lock I mean, yourself just, up indoors just cause it's winter. Are you literally are going to go crazy? No. Like that's why you got yes, snow jackets exactly. and winter boots. You still need to get some fresh air. Yes. And get outdoors. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, so how about you? What does is, what is self-care do for you? Um, I feel like I'm definitely less resentful <laughs> against Jason, my husband. Right. Resentment. I feel like that makes yes, me a better wife. A um, it's like when you're, when and obviously it's our own perception, but when you feel like you're doing it all and when you're doing everything all day and you're doing all the cooking and the cleaning and the this and the that and the appointment scheduling and all the other, you know, stuff that moms are required to do, you start to feel a little resentful. And I I even noticed myself getting jealous when my husband would talk about his day at work and about these conversations that he was having with his coworkers or like something funny that happened at work. And I'm like, and I was like, man, I wish I was at work or I wish I could have those conversations and, you know, be out and about and have those kind of connections. Cause I really miss, I'm, I'm what you call an ambivert. So I'm like half introvert, half extrovert. It really just depends on the day that you meet me. I, I would say I'm mainly extroverted, but I definitely have my days where like, I won't say anything and I'm super quiet and everybody's like, what's wrong, Brandy? What's wrong? And I'm like, nothing. I just, I'm just one, want to be quiet. <laughs> I'm, you know, in my, in my head and I'm in my head a lot too. Um, but when I make time for myself, I feel less resentful because I'm making the connections. I'm maintaining the friendships. And when you connect really well with someone, whether it's a girlfriend, it could be just another mom at a Starbucks or, you know, you talked for five minutes in line. It makes a huge difference in your day when you connect with Mm. someone. And it doesn't even have to be a mom. Just like I feel like when you make those connections, it makes you feel a whole lot better. Um, I also part of probably ties to the resentment. I experience less anger and I feel like it has a positive lasting mm-hmm. effect on my mood because I'm happy because I'm putting myself first and I'm doing the things that I like to do. And I, you know, I still have hobbies. I'm more than just a mom. I have hobbies and desires and I still want to, you know, grow and develop as a person. So when I have the chance to read my book that I just ordered on Amazon or, you know, watch a documentary or, you know, just do things that make me feel like me. Cause you know, like we lose, and this is a whole other show topic, but it's like, you lose a little bit of yourself when you become a mother and your time Mm -hmm. to yourself is when you can maintain that identity, when you can maintain your sense of self. And when we become moms, a lot of us kind of just throw ourselves to the wayside And you stop doing all those things that you were so passionate about. Like maybe you were a marathon or maybe you were um, studying Spanish or whatever, like, or maybe you love to dance, but you know, you, you just stopped making time for it because your kids' activities took precedence. Well, you can still put your kids first and, you know, be, do things for yourself and make that time for yourself. Um, But I think sometimes it's, it did. Well, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, when you were bringing up the connection, like having a connection with other moms or, you know, seeing someone in Starbucks, when we're in those early mom days, 
it can be so easy to isolate ourselves, right? Because we're the only one that knows how Mm -hmm. to do it. You know, it's too much to get outside with the baby. It's over, like everything seems overwhelming. And a lot of this is our hormones, right? Going on, like it's sort of like, I remember being, you know, I had my first daughter right before Christmas and um, my husband wanted to go to a Christmas party and I felt like an angry, rabid mama bear (laughs) at that Christmas party. I was like, who's touching my baby? Don't touch her. Wash your your hands. Like his... (laughs) Exactly. His like one of his like cousins daughters was like wanted to hold her. And I'm like, I will attack her if she does anything <laughs> yes. wrong to my baby. So you have these hormones going. Don't put your, hand, your exactly. fingers near her mouth. Wait, don't kiss her on her face. She might get this thing. And ugh. exactly. Exactly. Meanwhile, I had to, you know, go to the bathroom and like I was still changing those beautiful postpartum pads awesome. and stuff like that. I was like, I should not be at a Christmas party. At this point, um, but it, all those hormones lead to a lot of isolation sometimes too, especially, you know, in our culture, we're less communal. And so that can be really damaging, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you can have a lot of resentment, resentment and you can, you know, that starts to feed fear and all of these negative emotions. So I think just that point you brought up about sometimes doing some of these health, self-care things that create connection can really help yeah, that. Too. I feel like that helps um, you and, and get all. rid of that feeling where you wish you had your own life back. Because having your old life back, that's mainly because you're missing those connections. You're missing that time to yourself. And if you incorporate right, time whatever for yourself, feeds you. you won't have those desires of like, gosh, why, you know, where maybe you second guessed having children. It's like, I feel like if you make time mm-hmm. for yourself and you still maintain your sense of self, those those feelings won't happen as much or not at all totally and also like let's think about too that or like something i think about when i think about self care is i want my kids to see me doing interesting things like i don't want my kids just to see me folding laundry at home and you know tidying up the house and you know, making the bed and whatever, just doing home things. Like I want my kids to be like, Oh, you know, mom, that's, you know, you were out with your friends or, you know, my, whenever I go to the gym, my daughter says, are you going to yoga? Like mama's going to yoga. I go to do yoga with you, mama. And so like, that's cool to me that she thinks like everything is yoga, but she thinks I go and do yoga. And so I don't know. I think it's also good. We all, we both have, well, our little ones, at least our daughters, like I want to be a good role model that I live an engaged and interesting life to my kids mm-hmm. too. I also think it takes the pressure off of kids. Like I don't want to be a helicopter mom. I don't want to be hovering over them all the time. I want them to be able to be taken care of by their father and other people too. So that's just kind of like a side yeah. effect, but I think that and it teaches them independence to well. too. Like you don't need to be right. catering to your child every second. You don't need to be playing with them every second. It's like children need to learn how to play on their own and, you know, play nicely with others and all that stuff. So I feel like I don't need to be sitting on the floor with their, like Violet, all day playing with her. Like, it's good that I have my interest and Violet has her thing she likes to do. You know, like she likes to sit in a room and play with their dollies and play with their babies. And she does it, you know, she does well playing on her own. And I feel like mommy's got to play on her own, too. <laughs> But totally. I also think it's really interesting to, you know, I have two little ones right now and I definitely spent 
more time with my older one, like kind of hovering over her, wanting to be the one to play with her all the time. Like, am I engaging her enough? Am, am I putting the right toys in front of her? When you have more than one little one, you just can't do that for the second one, right? You just don't have the time. And my second daughter is so much more able to just do self directed mm -hmm. play. Like she's fine, you know, because I don't have the time, but I, she's fine. And so it's just, those days with your first little baby, you just don't have a point of reference. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you feel like you should be with them all the time, you know, once you have other kids, or maybe you're a little bit further away from, from that period of time, I think you, um, you know, you start to see that like, it's all going to be mm -hmm. okay. Um, but we also have to build like we have to build things in to make this happen, right? You know, obviously if you're taking care of your, you know, your kids, Brandy, if you're home with Violet, you can't be like, oh, hey, Violet, I'm going to yeah. go out with my girlfriends <laughs> now. Peace. So like, how do you, how do you, yeah, exactly. peace, peace out, out. you are, here are your toys. You're, you're totally fine. Um, so how do you like build in that time or, you know, maybe let's talk a little bit about that, about how we've actually like put these things into place so we can make it happen. So like I... I, I mean, Jason and I have a pretty good relationship and it's like, I talk to him about what I need to stay sane and stay happy. And, you know, like I let him know that I'll, you know, like I, okay, I need to go meet up with a girlfriend this week because like when Violet was teething and she wasn't sleeping well, I just felt like she was crying nonstop and my head was going to exploded off my shoulders like i literally thought i was gonna lose my shit <laughs> so i told jason like i need to get out this week and i caught i texted so and so and i called this person and they're busy and like i was like so antsy like i needed to get out so he's like just you know he's like message this person or whatever and he's like just let me know the day and time and he goes or tell my mom if it's during the week and or if they can only meet during the week and you know we'll put it on the calendar and you know, we'll make sure that it happens. And I, so I'm really lucky that, you know, my husband is very supportive about me getting out of the house because he knows that I'm indoors a lot, especially, you know, now we're in the winter season uh, in Chicago. So, I mean, even though we've had some amazing weather lately, these are this is the t the months where you're normally trapped indoors and then you go a little stir crazy. So he's he's very on top of it. Like if he knows that I haven't really had any hangout time with girlfriends he'll even say like so how's so-and-so doing or have you talked to her lately or and, and it's probably because i'm getting more bitchy because i haven't had time to like hang out with girlfriends or have that me time so he actually will remind me like hey babe you should go do this um and then i'm i'm very lucky that my mother-in-law lives close by so she's a little bit older so she's probably like 80 yeah, I think she's like 80 years old. So she doesn't have a whole lot going on. She still has her routine and things that she likes to do. But I'm able to give her like, you know, 24 hours notice. Most of the time I give her advance notice if I have like some plans or if I want to go just go to the library and work on something or just get away. She's normally pretty responsive about taking care of Violet. Um, and she'll even like come to my house and pick up Violet. I mean, I'll offer like, Hey, I'll come drop her off and then I'll come pick her up. She's like, no, I'm going to get her. And then I'll keep her for four or five hours. You just text me when you're done. And I'm like, yes. So I'm, I'm very lucky that I have her to, to help me. Um, but those days where my husband like wants me to be hanging out with the family, cause it's like, he works a lot. So 
that sometimes there's, you know, weekend where I'm going nuts where I'm like, okay, I need to get out of the house or he just wants to stay home and watch football and the kids just want to stay home and watch TV. And I'm like, oh, like, I don't want to just sit here and watch TV. And I'm like, I'm going nuts. So I heard this awesome idea online about like, where this woman, she was, she would told her husband that she's going grocery shopping, but what she did is she coordinated all of her grocery shopping online so that all she had to do is just go to whatever store it was, Walmart, Target, whatever, and just go and pick up her groceries. So she literally had two hours of free time because normally her husband's thinking that's that so just going to the grocery store. <laughs> we know how long it, we spend in Target or the grocery store. So I'm like, oh my gosh, that woman's a genius. So I totally did that. <laughs> and I, yeah, I totally did it on one of those days where I'm like, I need to get out of the house. And it worked. He didn't even think anything of it. <laughs> so <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it's really important to get your partner on board, right? And yeah, how does Mike feel for those like, of about us that were you? Or is he fine with you getting out and yeah. about? Or does he prefer that you stay at home and watch babies all day? <laughs> um, No, he is... He, I, I feel very lucky. He is the polar opposite than that. I'm probably the one that more wants him to stay home and us to do some family things on the weekend um, because he needs his independence too. So actually, when we were talking a little bit earlier about, you know, why self-care is important to us or why like having our own free time is important to us. One thing that came up recently between me and my husband is he said to me, I'm happy when you go out and do your own thing because it gives me the license to go out and do my own thing and not feel guilty about yeah. it. So like men experience this too. You know, we're coming from the mindset um, or the frame of mind of like really talking about women here. But like this is an experience that, you know, dads and, you know, part other partners of any type can have as well. So he is really like he knows for me to be... He always says, like, we want a happy mom. <laughs> For me to be a happy mom, like, I need my free time, too. And I also carve it out for him. But what I realized, and this took us a little while, we didn't start doing this right when my um, older daughter was born, is that you do need to plan it out. Like, in our relationship before we had kids, we were able to be a lot more spur of the moment, spontaneous, you know, text each other. Oh, I'm going to head out with these friends after work. Like you can't do that anymore. Or at least we can't, you know, we don't have in-home care. We need to coordinate drop off and pick up and being home for nap times and bedtimes and all mm -hmm. of those things. So it might not be sexy, but like you have to you bring plan. And back. so I'm more, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, yeah, you have to, you, it's not, not sexy, sexy to plan, yeah. but you have to plan if you want to bring the sexy back. Um, so, so what I do, I'm more of a planner than my husband is like 110%, yeah. but I'll sit down and think like, what does our week look like? When do I want to try to carve in some time for myself? And I have to be really purposeful to do this, especially on the weekend, because I will default to staying home with the kids more, which to be honest, I, I do try to do a little bit just because they are in daycare. So if Mike's um, not available, do you have during the week any like mom friends or any that are close by or like your mom or someone that'll pack up? Like, yeah. I mean, for something I'm, last minute, I yeah, know you can't I, really be totally spontaneous when you're mom. But like, if you're right. having one of those days where you're like, shit, I I just need an hour or two to myself. Do you have some like a support network or support system that's local that can kind of 
Yeah, we're really lucky. We're really lucky that we do. I mean, we live very close to both of our immediate families. And so um, we both have, you know, sets of parents that are available to watch the kids. Now they have their own ways that they like to watch them um, in terms of like whether we bring them to their house or they come over our house and stuff like that. So I feel like there are still some boundaries there, but for sure, like if I had to go run out and do something or I had an appointment scheduled, that was a time when Mike was working or something like that, I could definitely reach out to people um, and to get that help. So I think building that support network is really important, um, especially if you know, all of your plans kind of go haywire because something unexpected um, comes up. So, you know, just I think it's like between talking to your partner and building a support network, it's like know Mm -hmm. that you're not alone, right? Like you don't have to make all these decisions by yourself. You don't have to, you know, be the one who's taking all of the childcare duties onto your plate, like you're not alone, you know, not everyone has a partner and there are definitely single moms and single parents out there. And like I said, my husband just had the flu for the week and I felt like a single parent and I don't know how you do it because it's a lot. And in that case, I think building a support network is even more important um, because if you are the only you know, main care provider in the house, you especially, and that's when it's important to have mom friends. And like, you know, you're the, we hear the mom tribe. Right. And I think that even though it is an overused term, like I met a lot of, I mean, earlier on, I had like no mom friends in the first six months and I felt super lonely because I'm a transplant. I'm originally from California. So all of my close friends are out on the West Coast. Same with my family. But I joined this mommy's play group and I, I went to like a mom conference that was at this church and I connected with a lot of really cool moms. And then they're like, oh, we have this mom play group. You don't have to be an attendee of the church. We can come. We go to the parks or the museums. So I met a lot of really cool local moms and a lot of them live probably five or 10 minutes away from me. So what we'll do sometimes like if and we're all and I'm very fortunate, but this there's the moms that live near me. We're all very transparent with what we're going through, like when we're having a rough day or when we're feeling angry or if we just need a moment to ourselves. And if my friend has, you know, needs to go grocery shopping, like she has two kids and she has another kid on the way, like we'll, I'll I'll offer like, Hey, I'll watch your kid. I'll come to your house and I'll watch your kids and I'll bring Violet. So you can just get out of the house by yourself to get the groceries done. And, or even like going to a doctor's appointment or something. Yeah. And then there's times where, you know, the moms have, you know, a doctor appointment or they just, you know, had plans and they're like, Hey, do you mind if I drop the kids off at the play group? Um, and then could you watch them and then I'll pick them up at the end of play group so they can at least play with all the other kids. And this, you know, sometimes we have the meetup at the park or whatever, but I, we really draw on each other to help, to help each other out, you know, especially, you know, if you're balling on a budget and you don't, you don't, you might not always have the extra money to, you know, hire a babysitter last minute, or you might not have a family close by that will watch your kids for free. So having that support network or having that mom group to kind of help you out on those days where you're like, when you're having those feelings where you wish you had your own life back and you're wanting the time to yourself, that's when you're like, Hey mama, can you come over and I have, I'll make some lunch for you guys. And then I just need to duck out for like an hour or so. And I would say eight out of 10, they're available. And we always make each, we always make ourselves available to each other. Unless, you know, you're, 
busy, busy, but that's why it's so important to have. Well, I think that community is so important and that network, because when you ask someone for help, you have to remind yourself you're not being selfish. Like, I think that's Mm -hmm. the other thing too. You know, when we're moms, we're like, Oh, I don't want to like, you know, um, be a nuisance to someone yes. that they have to come over here when I, all I want to do is like go to a yeah. workout class. Like, you know, I don't need that. That's selfish. That's indulgent. That's over the top or, you know, or to like sit in a coffee shop. Like, why am I going to be, you know, put someone out for that? But one, if it's a group of mom friends, it's like mm-hmm. you scratch my back, I scratch yours. Right. And it also like you're you know, exposing your kids to other kids. They're learning to kind of grow up with a community of people. But most of the time, like, yeah, people want to help. Like there's research out there that like helpers actually get like Mm -hmm. high off of helping. Like, and so just knowing that you don't have to hide the reason why you need some Mm -hmm. help or support. Like you don't even have to over explain it. Like you could just be like, I need a couple of hours to go Mm -hmm. run some errands or I have an appointment. Like do that thing you do at work when like you have something personal going on. You're like, I have an appointment. Like an appointment just sounds official. And if you don't want to be that transparent, but even if you think you need to be transparent, it's okay. People want to help you. People know that being a mom or, or a parent is hard. There are a lot of demands and we need time for ourselves. So just like to remember you're not being a nuisance to people like people want to help you and so yeah. it's hard well, it's to, hard like, to be vulnerable that, but i think that's, it's hard to that's be vulnerable and you have to too. be vulnerable right. to ask for help or you have to be willing to you know it's kind of like i i hate asking for help i hate asking my husband for help i hate asking anyone for help because i feel like i i can handle this i should know how to do this but yeah and but then I, it's I've like when this. you actually get the balls <laughs> to ask for help and you receive it, you feel like a weight's lifted off your shoulders and you're like, oh, okay. And then it's never as bad as you think it's going to be. Because we always want to appear to have our shit together. We always want to appear to be like that, you know, great mom that can do this and that. And we always have our wits about us and whatever. But for no matter how shiny and perfect people look on the outside, that's it's very rare that that's how they are. And 99% of the time, that's not how they are. So I feel like you just have to be vulnerable and you've got to be willing to ask for help. If you don't ask, you don't receive. So, right. And, and then sometimes I think you think, why Uh didn't I do this before? Plus you come back, your baby is usually beyond fine. They've been, they've managed to eat. They've managed to go down for their nap. Like the person who's watching them is thrilled to be able to like help take care of them mm-hmm. and everyone's happier. It's, it's just true. like getting over that hump. But even beyond going out, like it's great if you have, you know, a support network or you can have people help you so you can get out of the house. I think there are even ways that you can just find a little time for yourself. If you're in the house, you don't have, you mm-hmm. know, some child care help. Um, so do you have any of those? like little tips or tricks you do if you need oh, a little yeah. mama time yeah, so she exactly. doesn't lose her so shit. I think you mentioned <laughs> it earlier on, but to me, getting up early in the morning before the house wakes up. So I'll set my alarm. Even if I don't have any work going on that day, I'll like this morning, I set my alarm for 630 because I'm like, I need to be 
alive, awake. No, how does how does that go? Alive, awake, alert, and enthusiastic. It's a song I learned in church as a kid, and now when I'm like trying to get hyped up, I'll sing it, and it's really, really <laughs> cheesy. But or maybe I learned it in journalism. I can't remember. Um, but when I get up earlier in the morning, even when it's hard, and you had maybe six hours of sleep the night before, or even less, it makes a huge difference to just be in the house where it's com- it's just completely quiet. There's no hustle and bustle and you can actually sip your coffee mm-hmm. and look out the window and daydream or whatever. Um, that helps me a lot. Even when I feel like I don't want to wake up and I'm like, no, I'm just going to snooze. Like I actually snooze for like 10 minutes this morning. So I'm like, no, I'm not ready. But then I'm like, I know I'm going to feel so much better if I just get my ass out of bed and make my coffee and just have this time to myself. Um, also, I feel like, I don't know if it's like a psychological thing, but when I need time to myself and like if, if my husband's home, I'll tell him like, I'm going upstairs to read or I'm going here to do this or whatever. Uh, but normally, I'll, sometimes it's as simple as I want to go in the bathroom and put on a face mask and just zone out and listen to podcasts. I'll just sit on the toilet with my face mask listening <laughs> to a, a podcast and then I'll lock my bedroom door. I'll lock my bathroom door so our, my bathroom's in my bedroom. Um, and I feel like just the locking the, on the door kind of, it's like, Hey, you're on your own, dad. You got to take care of Violet. You got to take care of the kids and the door's locked. So obviously they can't get in. So that's like my mental thing of like, okay, I'm out. The doors are locked. You're on daddy duty. So I, you know, I'm MIA. I'm not here right now. So sometimes doing that just like it separate gets me in that zone. I feel well, like those are what helps. Oh, and one other little thing. I just, I started a YMCA membership. You're going to be so proud of me. Um, I started the YMCA membership because you get, I think it's up to two. Yes. Yes. Babysitting, up to two yes. free hours so of smart. care while you're working out. So my friend, I have to say really quick, <laughs> I my friend a- signed up just for the two hours daycare. And I think it's like 40 bucks a month. Obviously the why, I mean, why is the prices are kind of everywhere and hopefully you've got one near you, um, some of the listeners, but she will only work out for like an hour. And then there's this coffee shop that's near and then she will sometimes go down to the coffee shop. <laughs> and then, and then, <laughs> oh, I was going to say the same exact thing. I have a friend who... Um, and Ashley, this is for you. She would go to the gym, drop her kids off in daycare, and she didn't even work out. She would go like right to the coffee oh, shop oh, yeah, some and have, have a smoothie some have cafes and just gym, sit there right? yeah, there's or some do whatever. Like restaurants and stuff. Right, right. Exactly. Oh, yeah, this one had a cafe at the gym. So obviously, like if you like to work out, do your workout. But if you just want a little me time, I mean, I think that that's is. like the smartest thing. It's a free. Um, it's a your gym membership slash babysitter. Yeah, so that's, that's a I mean, to have one. that budget, like. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And most of the, I mean, obviously check, make sure they're mm-hmm. like, you know, good childcare providers. But for the most part, a lot of those gyms like have, especially YMCA's, they have childcare um, anyways that they do. So yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much in the same boat with you about things that I do at home. I do get up early um, before the kids get up, of course. And I'm just pretty fresh out of the um, infant months. Like we both know that that is not doable when you have like a yeah. two, three month old. <laughs> like there's what is the morning, right? They're all the time just rolls mm-hmm. into one big chunk of time. But there's still time that I think you could like just step away, have a cup of coffee, go for a walk or something like that. Um, yeah. Even if it's with the baby, right? Like I said, when I had young babies, 
you know, I would just like put them in my little baby wrap and wrap them up and I'd go for a walk and that would energize me. Um, but I do the same thing that you do is I will sometimes if I have to, like we have to do errands, you know, or tidy up around the house. If my husband's home, I'll say like, I'm going up to do the laundry and I'll put on a podcast and listening to a podcast Mm -hmm. to me can be renewing. Um, and so, yeah, I'll like be multitasking a little bit, but that works for me, multitasking laundry and podcast. Um, but I think it's also too important to remember that like take baby steps. So if you're someone who has really never been away from your baby, has a really hard time doing it, you know, think about what would help fuel you in terms of like, what you really need to be the best, you know, person you can be. And just know that it doesn't have to be, you know, full out. So maybe you love to like go out with your girlfriends or something and go and, you know, have a glass of wine with them. Maybe instead of, you know, finding the babysitter, planning all of that, maybe you just Mm -hmm. say like invite a girlfriend over for a glass of wine or something. So I think it's important to know that it's not all or nothing. Like you don't need to be like going out daily for an exercise class or something. Maybe it's like once a week you yeah. have a cup of coffee and it's, with it's sometimes it like can be that. just it'll feel good just to That's have a couple a, girlfriends yeah. over and you just watch netflix and you have a glass of wine or you know just having that exactly. just the connection and just having people there like when the, the first six months violet was born like i barely left the house like i and part of it too is insecurity you know like i was still it was hard to look in the mirror and you know after gaining the weight and your hormones are all whack and my skin was just like chaos and i couldn't imagine going out in public like i was still learning to like accept my postpartum body so like i really wanted to get out there but at the same time i was i don't know probably just bashful or ashamed which it's sad to say that but like i just wasn't feeling my best self plus with all the hormones and your all the crap that happens to you when you have a kid like you're you're just not in your right mind but i felt like i'd always reach out to my friends and if right. instead of trying to make you know brunch plans or get out of the house i would invite them over and be like hey do you want to have lunch together come over and watch netflix and they would come over and they'd get their baby fix and then you know violet would eventually fall asleep and then we could have our conversations and whatever and and then i felt good and it, you know so you don't always have to leave your house and spend a hundred dollars on dinner or whatever to connect but you know, you can make it work. We literally have no excuses. <laughs> right. Self-care is sort of mm-hmm. like a journey, right? Like the mom journey, like what you can do for self-care when you have six week old is a lot different than what you can do. You yes. know, maybe when you have a two year old, but just knowing that it's important for you to be the the best mom you can be. Um, I mean, that's really the bottom line. Like if we don't get better at refilling our cup, we're always going to feel somewhat empty. Um, and maybe that emptiness leads to losing your cool, yelling at your kids, whatever it is, not being the the best mom you want to be. So what we really wanted to just leave you with is just knowing that you can love your baby and want to take care of yourself, right? So you can be a good mm-hmm. mom and take alone time. Right. It's not one or the other. And so just know that we're here with you. We know it's hard. We know it's hard to carve out time, 
But we'd love to hear about what you do for self-care. Like, what do you do to take care of yourself? Have you ever struggled with this? Have you ever had a hard time like carving out time for yourself? So share your experiences with us. We would love to know. Because we need all the help we can get. Am I right? Thanks for listening to Mom After Hours. If you'd like to learn more about anything we mentioned in today's show, check out the show notes at momafterhours.com forward slash episodes. And make sure to share Mom After Hours with your mom friends and tag us on Facebook or Instagram and tell us how you're making time for yourself. We can't wait to see your pics. Until next time, mamas.